Life's a Mitch. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's a Mitch podcast. Today, I have another special guest for you all. Uh, my next guest is a very talented Australian singer-songwriter from Sydney who has an impressive list of bona fides after emerging on the Australian scene in the Australian pop music community. With the release of her first single, Hard For Me, a song that has been well described as well, embracing female sexuality and unapologetic love. Sounds pretty awesome to me. Like if I can't even spell unapologetic love, so we're on fire. Um, so after releasing uh, her, her song earlier this year, she made an in, her entrance on stage supporting singer-songwriter Chloe. And all eyes are, are on my next guest, What Happens Next? You know, what are we What are we going to get from you next? And it's coming in the form of a new single called Arizona. And the song that's sort of the genesis of it has been described as coming from an anxious part of her life. And, um, but that's enough from me. Okay, that's not all about me. Today, I would like to introduce the very talented Charlie. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Um, now, I hope I was a little bit accurate in that uh, introduction there. If not, I do apologize. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's it true. Nice. <laughs> well, if at least at the very at the very at the very least you look nice, like you seem nice. So, if you aren't really, that's what we'll go with today. <laughs> you seem nice too. I'm loving the stripes. Oh, it's um honestly, it's it's great to sort of use the stripes because my COVID rolls get get enveloped <laughs> even better. <laughs> it's, uh, oh my god! I literally like the first the first couple of weeks of COVID. I was literally just like eating and sleeping and just a whole lot of rotation like that. And then I was like, I've got a music video that's gonna come any second. And so I started doing home workouts. I stuffed my knee on the first day of doing workouts and I couldn't walk for two weeks and I've been in rehab. <laughs> I'd actually, I, I, we'll touch on it a bit later, but I saw in your, your work of your vlog, you did a, uh, a session with the with the rehab lady. So, you know, we'll touch on that a bit later if you want. So I've, I've delved into the socials and the media a bit. So um, honestly, my first few weeks, I was looking down going, oh, Mitch, you just, you're an absolute mess. <laughs> oh dear. I feel like everyone felt like that, honestly. Uh, when it's this like, is all. It's, it's that time to just like stop and just pause for a second. So I feel like everyone felt a little bit guilty doing that, but everyone, hell, you know, I'm going to watch Nashville, the show for three months and that's it. All I'm going to do. You know what? It's not a bad show. I've been watching, you know, this is, uh, I can't believe about to say this. I was going through Disney Plus and after you get your Star Wars and you Marvel and that out of the way, it's like, what else have they got? And you hit that star icon and all the old shows. Desperate Housewives came up and I was like, I used to have the biggest crush on Eva Longoria. I'm now at the end of the third season and I do not care. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like we all had a crush. Oof. Yep. And that's now out in the world. <laughs> so, really. uh, so how you doing? And congratulations on the release coming out later this week um yeah how's it how's it all been going for you like how you how have you been so far during lockdown and stuff i i've been terrible <laughs> oh, i've been terrible <laughs> but um you know we get through it i i've had some good friends around me that have been within my 5k region so i've been able to like visit them legally um so they've kept me afloat but man like my anxiety really um killed me during this lockdown it wasn't as bad for the last lockdown but this one really just hit hard I think because I was like 
we were very ready to film the music video for Arizona and release everything. And then it was like, here's another six months where you have to wait to like put a release out. And we had to do the same thing for my first single as well. So everything's taken its sweet, sweet time. Um, but with positivity and hope, I got through it. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's good to hear that, you know, you're able to sort of like have that, you know, that thing of like that light at the end of the tunnel, that hope. But how frustrating would that have been? Like I, I, um, because you know you've been in lockdown longer than I. I think you're in Sydney, aren't you? You're down that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm in regional New South Wales, and like, yeah. you know, you just go, oh, I've had it tough, but then you realise there's people doing it, you know, like yourself doing harder than me. So you know, it's, it's glad to hear that you're able to sort of get through it. And Freedom Week here, Freedom Day today. If finally here. Have you? Yeah. If you have your jab, of course. But um, you know, glad to hear it's all going well. So today. Yeah, yeah I feel so bad for Melbourne. My God. Yes, shout-outs to everyone in Melbourne and everyone going through a tough time. You know, I'm a firm believer and I get ang- I've get i suffered from anxiety on and off for a long time. And we know how hard it can be. Like, you know, to, I'm an advocate for people to speak up if they get a chance. So, you know, make sure that you talk to someone or reach out to someone like Lifeline where it's free to talk to and we'll uh, we'll come back to that later. If you get- <laughs> well, yeah, we can talk about that later. <laughs> Today, this podcast is about two sections, okay? We have good storytelling. And we'll delve into, you know, the genesis of your music career and the, the writing process for Arizona and things like this. But first, I think we'll kick things off. There's another section I like to get the, the, the guests on to have a good old whinge wine sook. And I was just wondering, would you like to join me in having a bitch with Mitchie? I'd love to join you. <laughs> so all the listeners know that, you know, this is a section where people come in and have a good old whinge and get something off their chest, you know, which is which is always a good vibe. So would you like to go first or would you like me to go first while you think you're something or, oh, then by all means, t- take it away. <laughs> I've got, I've got so many things that I could have a bitch about, to be honest. Um, <laughs> the main thing that I am so mad about is the government in not supporting the music industry in any single way. And it's, it's so frustrating because like there are thousands of people who are in music and where is the support honestly like the fact that they've opened everything up but you're not allowed to sing in public places like everything uh, so many people just keep resorting to just not doing music now so it's just like a dying career like you suffer you know you really if you love it you just have to do it and it's you know it's hearing a lot hearing that you know hearing all the those affected by artists in music or whether it be comedy or whatever you know in the industry the arts industry itself a lot of people forget that they are there to entertain you. Yes, of course, like people pay good money to see artists like yourself, but and for then for the government to, to seemingly turn their back and not give a shit about the industry. Um, look, I, it even makes me frustrated, and I'm not a recording artist. I, you know, why can't why can people gather it? You know, say at a at a sporting game, have mm-hmm. fifty thousand people. Oh. And why can't we like it? What if why can't we go to a venue that's socially distanced, be more catering to that? Like we can, there are ways and means around shit, but it's just like the resources haven't been put towards it. So I am. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just all very confusing and very stupid. There's like the restrictions just don't make sense. A lot of them just kind of like are head on head with each other. As there's no point. Um. Yeah, I don't know when that's going to change. Like, I I don't know when my next show is. Like, I was supposed to be supporting Greta, Ray, um, and that's been moved back so many times. Like, how the hell are we all supposed to make our money? Like, how about the people who are, like, 
lighting people at shows like what else do they do you know (laughs) see this is why we get it out there because like it's important to talk about stuff like this i mean you know lighting lighting experts you've got your production crew members you've got your your roadies and you know all these people i just what what pisses me off uh just you know in relation to this whole government shitty shitty shitstorm we'll call it is that no no leaders of any state or territory seem to work together it's like an us and them mentality i mean for fuck's sake our premier just had to to resign because there's a there's an icac investigation going on i mean for like we're at a time where we need leadership and we need to support each other and you've got this shit also shout out to the bigger artists that haven't spoken up either yeah well absolutely i just um i mean uh, i I feel your pain like i i empathize with you all and my heart goes out to those affected and um i really do hope that in the next little while that we we are able to see some live music because i'm as a you know as a consumer i'm dying to go to a show i haven't seen any live music for a good time and my backlog has been inundated with like i can't wait to see artist a b c d e and and so on so i i genuinely i do empathize with you and i'm here so and hopefully help this is helping calm the nerves a bit this is what bitching with mitchie is all about it's it's, it's about feeling good and um but yeah Yeah. is there anything else i feel like i've like talked about this that many times with you know my friends but um yeah i don't know it just needs to get around but i know that everything will get better at some point like we always survive everything it always works out so that's the main thing that you know music artists and anyone that works in the art industry just needs to like keep believing so yeah but yeah it's true but it's also that that is what causes the initial anxiety for many is like not knowing that date, not knowing, you know, we have to do this. We ha- we'll be right. Like those cliches, they're, they're toxic and you know, hang in there and we'll get through it. Thanks. <laughs> I know. See, see what I mean? Like I, I, I do apologize for saying that because I realize how patronizing that seems. No, no, no. I just, I like to use humor to, to mask or to make light of a situation. So <laughs> So good. You were talking so to good. you were talking to someone who uses deprecation, self-deprecation, <laughs> to entertain yes. others. Yes, I'm the exact same. <laughs> so, and you know, I've, I've done. I've, I appeared on the Scrubs podcast, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, and I got to meet Turk and JD. And um, I describe myself as like I'm a. My friends call me a dickhead. Oh my god, they call you a dickhead. Why do they do that? I'm like, mate, it's funny. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Or why do you, why is that funny? I'm like because it fucking is. <laughs> I call myself a show bag because I'm full of shit. <laughs> oh my god, I can't even. I can't tell you. I can't tell you what my friends call me. So it's a bit inappropriate. <laughs> oh, I I get called. See you next Tuesday. I get called all sorts. I get because I've recently gone balding. Um, my friends oh, are calling. Yeah, I, my friends are calling me the human toe ball. <laughs> oh man. Oh how I'm a, oh. how good's coal mining? So my um. My bitchy this week is fake tough guys. So people that, you know, give a hard exterior, but on the inside, they're actually a cushy little marshmallow man. So so this is this happens and he knows who he is. So a guy I work with is an absolute marshmallow. Um, so when we're able, we can't carpool at the moment, but I travel to work with three other guys. We do shift work it and we share the driving. It helps for fatigue. Yeah. It's one day we have to go through a hundred zone and then there's a small mining town and then it's freeway again so for this little period of time there's a 60k zone of one traffic light the whole way through so i'm on my phone 
in the back seat this one morning about six o'clock in the morning and i just feel this jolting stop start stop start motion i'm like what's going on here or this dickhead behind us you know keeps high beaming us and carrying like an idiot so my friend kept putting his foot on the brake and you know doing the whole brake line of thing trying to Oh, no. Trying to scare this bloke. I'm like, what are you doing? Just just get us to work. We don't need your, you know, your, your small penis showing going on right now, <laughs> champion. Let's just get there. Oh, get fucked, Mitch, he said. So we're still going. And we got to the traffic lights. And this happened for about five minutes. High beaming. He's showing, and, and he's just back and forth. I'm like, mate, you're an absolute goose. I'm going to get out and smash this bloke. No, you won't. Oh, I'm going to get him. Get to the red light, puts in park, handbrake up, and does the Terry Tough Nut walk. The big shoulders out, saying he's going to punch this bloke out. Oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway, so we, we, Dave and I and the other guy who travels with us, we turn around like Scooby-Doo in the mystery, in the mystery wagon, like, like that, curious. And uh-huh. old mate opens the door, looks him up and down, starts pointing at him, aggressively closes the door, gets in the car and we drove off. I said, what was that about, mate? I thought you are going to punch him the hell out. What happened to or this and that? He goes, I fucking was. Then I realised he was a big Simone bloke, so all I could do was apologise for the way I was driving. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, oh my and gosh. Oh my <laughs> Oh my god. Oh some anger. People just like get taken over with anger sometimes, hey. I mean I'm the same. My road rage is unbelievable sometimes, but I've never gotten out of my car. <laughs> oh you got back in there and tell you I didn't want by the time it was about twenty minutes by the time we got from there to work. And when we were done with him, he didn't want to get out. <laughs> oh my gosh. So embarrassing. Oh, so. (laughs) (laughs) Hope he listens to this. Yeah, so, Mr. Sunstrom, you are an absolute goose. Okay, so I feel better. Like, I feel more (laughs) relaxed. You know, I feel great. Good. And I think my camera's frozen on me. What a head. Wow. It is. It's been frozen for, like, ages. I just didn't know whether to tell you or not. (laughs) Oh, I'll try and unfreeze. This this computer's slower than than most things, so I'll try and fix that. (laughs) Um, I just got a very symmetrically square-shaped head. That's perfect. <laughs> all right. So, all right, do you feel a bit better after a good old bitch session? Do you feel good? Oh, so much better. <laughs> cool. I'm detecting the words. I'm not believing it. feel great. <laughs> oh, well, all right. So that's the that's one section, the bitching section. And then the next part is about good storytelling. So I was just mm-hmm. curious, go through a timeline of your music career so far, talk about, what you like as a person and you know some things that got you started in the music industry so first question is take yourself right back to as as young as you can remember yourself being and what was the first thing you were ever a fan of whether it be a singer show book movie or whatever i mean i've always been a fan of like music artists that was like the main thing for me like nikki webster kelly clarkson katie perry pink I was a very big fan of like top 40 singers. I always loved pop music. Um, But apart from that, books, Harry Potter, (laughs) love Harry Potter. I read this book called Grieve when I was younger. Didn't realize I had depression when I was younger. And I was like, I didn't know why this book was so like, like I loved it so much. I was like, oh my God, I feel understood. It was like the darkest book ever. (laughs) Anyways, love that book. Um... I did dancing when I was younger as well. I've been a dancer, like ballet, did fizzy, did normal dancing, like my whole life. I've loved all creative stuff since I was really young. Yeah, nice. Well, I, um, yeah, I, I was a, you know, you always become a fan of, well, for me, I was a nerd. I'm still am a nerd and I 
watch like shows, animes like Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon and Star Wars and stuff like that. But oh, yes, it's good when you can find something to escape into, whether it's in the form of a a story or a sport or whatever. I, I played rugby league and soccer growing up, and uh, that was my escape. And um, everyone got everyone got heaps taller when we were about twelve. I just got fatter, so I started <laughs> I started to get head height all the time, and I had record amount of nose breaks in the season. It was awesome. <gasps> Did you? Oh, you poor thing. Far out. Oh, probably my friends would say it was improving my head, so good time. <laughs> oh, my God. They're self-deprecating in this in this podcast. Oh, my gosh. See, but, you know, I, I, as I said, a, a few friends have gone, you're very tough on yourself. I'm like, well, at the same time, if I feel on the inside that it's not a bad thing, then, you know, and people get a giggle out of it, then isn't it worth it? Like, I don't, if I don't feel any worse, I don't know. Like, I mean, for sure. If you're confident about it, you know, if you're, if you're happy, that's all that matters. So That's it. That's it. I love that. I love that. So, so okay. So, you, singers like, you know, you, Kelly Clarkson, she was huge when she she won American Idol, I think, didn't she? Um, you know, you, you're Katy Perry. Did she? I think she was a contestant on American Idol, I think. You know, you're Katy Perry's, you're Pinks yeah. of the World, huge artists, huge. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's awesome. I've actually. Lady Gaga. My God. Love Lady Gaga. I um. How do you wake Lady Gaga up? How do I rate her? No. How do you wake her up? I don't know. What are you gonna say? What poker are you gonna face. Say? <laughs> I was just waiting for the dad joke. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm sorry, and everyone out there, I am so very sorry. <laughs> but I, I had the speaking about pink. I, my next girlfriend of mine dragged me to see her in around 20, 2010 and she puts on an amazing show like she's high wise flying around yeah. the arena. And yeah. I, you know when like you know I was going to say you know when like you you're sitting there with your big old bag of like popcorn or sipping on a drink. It's all like that, or you're watching Ninja Warrior and you put crumbs yeah. on your shirt. You're like, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> But I think she was pregnant with her first kid at the time and she was absolutely smashing it out of the park. Really? Yeah, she was pregnant for one of her shows. Might have been Funhouse to her. I can't remember. That blows my mind how people can, like, do things while being pregnant or just even have kids. Like, I can't imagine, like, giving my whole life away for a child. Like, obviously, people can do that and people can literally do so many things at once with having kids, but I don't know if I could handle it. They're not, they haven't been for me. Um, so I'm now in my early 30s and I don't regret it because you know, I've lived overseas, I've travelled and at the moment I know I'd be, I can say out loud that I'd be too selfish for it. You know, I've got stuff that I still want to do and if it doesn't happen, that's okay too. I've got the yeah, dad joke like, telling down packed there. So. You do, you do. You're ready in that aspect. I've got the dad board physique too, so I'm on two <laughs> of <or> three. <laughs> Love a dad board. Love it. <laughs> I should chair yeah, to all my curvy lads out there. Keep fighting the fight. <laughs> so, all right. Next question is just curious. Where was the genesis of your music career? And you spoke about where where you you love truly started. But when did you actually first go? You know what? I'm gonna have a crack at this. I'm gonna learn how to sing. I'm gonna start being a performer. Where where did it all start for you? I I started playing music with my cousins in a band when I was really younger. And I've always loved music. I've always done musicals at school and with my family, did a band with my cousins, um, auditioned for The Voice twice, did try X Factor, that failed as well. And I've always just somehow just like loved it so much. And even though it frightens the hell out of me performing on stage, like I get the most amount of adrenaline ever, it's somehow just like I've, I'm so obsessed with it. And um, 
I met my ex and he he's a music artist as well. He lives now in Nashville and we wrote Hard For Me together. Um, my first single for anyone who's listening, um, <laughs> by the way. Um, and he really inspired me to do it because he came from um, the northern beaches in Sydney and he just kept on working and working and working signed a record deal with Sony in Nashville, moved to America, got his O1 visa and, you know, now he lives over there and he's in an amazing band called Seaforth with his best friend Mitch. And, um, yeah, I I realised from him that I could really do it if I, if I put in the hard work. So, man, that, that was kind of when it kicked in. I was around 19 when I moved to Sydney and started really working at it. Yeah, nice. Isn't it funny how... You know, those in our life we can sort of draw inspiration from. And, you know, we see, you know, at the time, the guy you're dating, like, you, go, you know what, he's smashing it out of the park, how good. And then you can then get inspired. That's awesome. And so you, you were in a cousin, you're in a band with your cousins. What sort of songs were you playing? Like, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, first start, our band was called Pin Coley. Pin Coley. Or pink holy. Tell me about that. P i n c o l y. Okay. Pink holy. We just made it up, and it sounds terrible. Um, and <laughs> I was heavily influenced by Paramore back then. Oh. So all the stuff we were making was like quite like uh, pop punk type yep. of music. A little bit acoustic ish. Um, it sucked. <laughs> But, you know, I started writing then and uh, you got to start from somewhere. So that was that. Don't go look up Strike of 12 on YouTube to embarrass me. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I am, I'm also a fan of Paramore. And, you know, I was I, when I was at school, I had a, a punk like listening phase, like your My Chemical Romances, your, you know, um, oh gosh, Trey, you, all this stuff. And I even tried dyeing my hair black once. Yep. Um, How did that go? Well, not good. <laughs> no, no it's, you're such a sheep, Mitch. <laughs> not the not the side the the side part. No, I I my hair was receding when I was about six, so <laughs> yep, it was never yep. that long. Um, no, I just had the the black mohawk, thinking I was cool, and yep. sure enough, everyone started calling me a sheep a sheep person. So how good? <laughs> so. And, and also, you're from a, a family full of musicians as well, apart from your cousins. Is that right? Is there anyone else in the family that you've drawn inspiration from? Yeah. I mean, my whole family is like, they're very supportive of me and I love them so much. So they inspire me every day. That's for sure. Um, my dad is a drummer and singer. My mum's a, she did musicals her whole life, did them with my dad. My grandpa's a tenor opera singer, grandma's a pianist, and everyone in both sides kind of does something musical so it's very inspiring to you know grow up around that type of thing um so yeah I was really lucky to have that to be honest growing up a tenor a drummer classically trained musician how good like it was (laughs) kind of like you were destined to be on this path that's awesome yeah I mean it's uh, yeah we've all loved it and um you know it's just sticking to something you just really need to stick to it and I remember my dad like doing gigs. He would like he toured around Indonesia with his band Run Silent when he was younger. And then he started doing like gigs and everything after that. And when I was younger, we'd used to like drive back from dancing with my sister and he'd play Kelly Clarkson. And 
he'd be like, I need you to hit this note. But it was in Since You Binged On. But <laughs> I can be real for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Great song. So that's where all my love of pop music came from. Yeah, awesome. How good to have like supportive parents in that as well. I am. Um, one of the best lessons I learned of my dad was, you know what, Mitch, don't follow this footy team. And I never did. <laughs> he's a mad, <laughs> he's a mad Roosters fan and I'm, I'm a shark and I am um, yeah. pro- probably should have taken his advice, but I'm a, I'm a tragic now. So I have no clue about football. Oh, uh, we, we all have our different um, things we're exposed to as kids. And, you know, when you, yep. You know, when, when your parents watch it, and I have an older brother too, and he's a footy nut, and um, when you grow up with it, that, that's what you resonate with. And I successfully become the most average centre that you've ever seen on the rugby league field. Oh, the, the highlight the highlight of my footy career was when I scored a try. Mum used to pay me a cans of Coke and pies. It's like the, the biggest, really? like, cliches, like, you did well out there. Now go and put some weight on. <laughs> Here's some food. Oh, shit, yeah. And I, I was... Oh, my God. Oh, I... Uh, Growing up here in the bush, it was a great time. <laughs> yeah. God, I've been a Cessnock. Where's that? I've driven past there for gigs. Cessnock, did you say where's Cessnock? Yeah. Hunter Valley, it's like I'm probably 15 minutes from there. I do my radio show out there as well. Yeah, sick. Oh my God. Those drives are terrible. The best part about Cessnock is yeah. the view and the rear vision mirrors. You're driving away from the place. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the thing about Cessnock. There's 20,000 people that live there with four last names. So you get the hell out. Really? Don't at me, Cessnock. Because the, the stereotype is you got two heads and they're all like, you know, inbreds. Oh, that's right. My dad's from Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Half inbred. <laughs> well, I um, I don't need to uh, kick Tasmania while they're down, all the way down there. <laughs> Beautiful countryside, though. So, so I want to go there. Just speaking of your fam, I, I, it's nice. I went down there in 2019, did a bus tour, loved it. Oh, wow. Um, Cradle Mountain, going to Port Arthur, learning about like the history of uh, like when white Australians were settled there. You know, the fun fact about Port Arthur, that is where the current day um, Centrelink system was started. Because um, so what happened was they had a lot of prisoners come and go over the years. And once prisoners would do their time and be released back to society, they didn't have the tools to cope because they got so used to being institutionalized. So they couldn't, you know, successfully transition back into society. So the the jail would then pay them to go back to the jail and like they'd get payments for that from the government. So essentially the getting paid to work for the Dole scheme started at Port Arthur. Little fun fact. Wow. I mean, I'd, so interesting. I've never thought of where it started. No one would because, you know, it's one of those things just like, oh yeah, but that's a, that's a, that's a little piece of trivia that I know. Um, I'm good at useless trivia nights. Thanks. Thanks for telling me, Dad. <laughs> Ouch, my pride. <laughs> All right. So next question. For, for, for you both in life and your music, you pretty much just answered it, but who has been a big influence on your music and in life as well? Um, I think definitely just my family and friends, you know, apart from um, like my favourite music artists, Julia Michaels is one of the biggest influences um, musically. Like, I think as soon as I heard her music, I, I found a sound that I feel like I could completely resonate with and made me realise that that was the kind of music I wanted to draw from to write, if you know what I mean. Oh, she's insane. I literally listened to her album just, like, back to front. And she's, you know, she talks all about how her relationships, like, she's so honest 
the sounds so different to like anything else like she started a whole different genre um yeah apart from my friends and family and ex-boyfriend <laughs> Julia Michaels yeah nice even even those in our life that we don't always see or if we you know we've moved on from I know there are some things that I've learned from past relationships and you know you can build on that you can grow and you know every relationship no matter if it's a friend like they come into your life to like teach you something I believe that's my way of coping with it but <laughs> I'm the same don't worry you're not, you're not alone there <laughs> good all right so, okay that's cool so you tell us before you know you were, you've become a recording you know a recording artist um were you doing like local gigs or how did you, what was the first ever gig that you did? First gig I did. I mean, I used to busk when I was like living on the Gold Coast a tiny bit, a little yeah. bit. Um, but um, moving to Sydney, like, I mean, my first job was at Macca's. My second job was at SeaWorld Resort. That's cool. <laughs> Moved to Sydney and then I have been doing just like normal gigs wedding gigs, which have been, you know, supporting me and it gives me the opportunity to you know, write all this music and do what I love because you're only gigging for a couple of hours and that luckily pays for, like, a good amount of rent. Um, so, yeah, I've been gigging for ages now. <laughs> Seasoned veteran. <laughs> Seasoned veteran. That's cool. That's right. So when you, when you are or when you're allowed to go back on the road, whether you're going to see friends or going on a, a tour or whatever it might be, what's something that you don't like to live without? Like, for example... Could be a food like Greta Ray, like almost burst through the screen. She for her burritos. love of her love of burritos. Um, yeah, we're obsessed. She normally stays at mine when she comes to Sydney. Yeah, she's a really close friend of mine. Um, but yeah, our love for Guzmani Gomez is unreal. Oof. Um, but I honestly cannot live without TV shows. Yeah, I love sleeping and doing nothing, <laughs> <laughs> switching my mind off completely because my brain is so active. 24-7, I just get myself in knots about everything. So yeah. being able to just completely focus and just watch a TV show is like my guilty pleasure, but also Nutella. <laughs> All right. How's this? Burritos for dinner. Greta's over. You're binging a good show and then smashing some Nutella at the end of it. All right. That's yeah. been a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, guys. Thanks. Oh, that's cool. Like I, for me, I, I, I'm a, I love storytelling. So I love to lose myself in a good series book. And I used to, I, I don't, I, I play the occasional video game and I don't play for like multiplayer. I, I play for a storyline. Like oh, as a okay. kid, I, w- I was always curious, like you'd finish a game. What happens next mom? And she used to crack the shits. I don't know. How would I know? <laughs> and like, but that's, that's where I've always sort of, that's where this, the genesis, this podcast started was the love of storytelling and getting, you know, involved with characters that you resonate with and um, getting to fully know them. Yeah. And that's why I love TV shows. You see how good I just watched um, Squid Game. Uh, everyone was, oh my gosh. everyone was going on about it. I was like, okay. And I fell in love so with it. to watch that. It's great. I fell in love with a Pakistani character. Uh, he's just, it's a really sweetheart, but I won't give any spoilers. It's uh it's yeah, ab- it's it's incredible television. So please do yourself a favor. Yes, no, I've been obsessed with watching Nashville for the past three weeks. I've literally just been watching it till like two AM. So <laughs> I will finish that and then I've got a list of things I need to watch because I get through things very quickly because I just stay up till like two AM and then I Yes, that's it. <laughs> You know, they say that people that tend to be nocturnal are more likely to be geniuses. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what if I'm tired all the time? <laughs> that's, 
that just means you enjoyed the the show the night before. <laughs> that's that's also getting involved in your fandom. So if anyone asks you what's going on, just say I was just following my fandom. That's what I like to tell people. <laughs> okay. So how was um what is a memorable gig or various gigs you've resonated with? And if you have a cool story, what's one that goes with that? Um, I mean, I feel like there's many gigs that I've resonated with for playing shows. Definitely supporting Chloe um was amazing um for seeing shows i saw billy eilish live and that was like the most insane thing ever like when she'd like do her quiet songs the whole crowd would go completely silent and i was at coachella and it was jealous wild time i was very sick i get very sick very easily and it was so cold was it worth it <laughs> but it was a great day it was so worth it so ariana grande the next day yeah there's so many i feel like there's so many things is there anything in particular that you would like me to touch on <laughs> i'll just well you know you've just stated you know awesome gigs and gigs you've been able to, to see coachella is on my to-do list is there like mm-hmm. a, a cool funny story that goes with one of them or that there is <laughs> don't know whether i should say it but i feel like it's fine it's it's legal in america anyways it's fine i don't really care anyways i so it was the last day no the second no it was the last day of coachella and me and my friends uh stayed at this like little resort it was all last minute because i was staying in la and um, my other friends had to leave because she had endometriosis she had to go back home the poor thing it's also bad for her um Anyways, my friends were going to Coachella. I swapped my tickets, went with them. Thank God they were there from Australia. My like school friends, so weird. Um, so I stayed with them. We had the best time. And then on the last day, we went to this resort just to have like pre-drinks before going to Coachella. Um, we walk outside and this huge bus pulls up and just a whole lot of people start walking out. And this guy comes over to us and he's like, yo, do you guys want to come on smoke some weed? <laughs> and I, I just want to set this right. I do not smoke weed. I get completely, um, I do not handle it well. (laughs) I feel like I'm dying when I smoke it. Um, And my friend Chris was with me and Liliana. Chris does not smoke weed either. He doesn't drink alcohol. My friend Liliana, she's like the funnest little, like she'll kind of do anything. Like she's a little pocket rocket. So we all just looked at each other. We were like, it's the last day. Like this is the funniest thing that's, like it was just the weirdest thing. So we went onto this huge bus and all these just American, obviously people were on there and they just had these huge fat joints. And I just feel like <laughs> the most childish human ever just looking at this thing, like, how do I smoke this? <laughs> <laughs> I take a puff. I think I did like two puffs. I'm like coughing my lungs out. Liliana takes a puff. She's coughing her lungs out as well. Um, Chris just sat there and he just like looked at us like oh my god and then he hops off the bus he's like I can't do this hops off the bus starts like pulling away and we're like where are we going we suddenly get so high so quickly (laughs) and then the bus like ends up coming back around we freak out run off the bus find Chris and then from that moment onwards I have never been so high in my life (laughs) I literally, my tongue was furry. I could not see straight. I did not what did not know what to do. I got to Coachella and I was literally just like a zombie the entire time. I just like laid down there and just tried to reevaluate my life. And so that whole day was just like getting back on the wagon, trying to like 
push myself to see these artists. And by the time I got to Billie Eilish, I was finally like, it was about nine o'clock at night when it was Billie's turn. Um, and I was finally sober, finally saw her. And that trip, I became a full meat eater again. I was eating chicken the entire time. So you can imagine how good the chicken was when I was like getting <laughs> off the high as well. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> Anyways, that's, that's my little story of how I do not smoke weed because I do not <laughs> like it. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um... Don't worry, I've, I'm not a weed smoker, but I have in the past. Like, I've been to Amsterdam and, you know, you yeah. do that stuff. I remember I went to Glastonbury because I lived in England in 20, 2016 and uh, myself and four housemates went down and um, we thought it'd be fun to, you know, dabble in the arena of, I'm a pisshead, but I don't smoke much weed. And I had probably had about six cans of beer in me and I was like, oh, yeah, we'll have a crack at this. And, you know, after coughing my lungs out, I just remember I fell asleep because it was a nice, like, warm day and I woke up. My eyebrows were gone. My half my head was shaved, and uh, that was the true genesis of human tobal arose that day in a cranky state. But I got to see, oh you know, gosh. I got to see some cool artists play. So it was okay, but I was sad at the same time. And <laughs> wow, <laughs> things I am you do. So sorry. Oh, I, I am. Um, I know one person that's that's happened to. Oh, it's a it's a prick act to do. And we're back at the we got back to the pub um, where we were staying. We're staying in a place. And um, we went down. Oh, they saw me. They cracked up. And they're like, Mitch, I can't tell if you're angry or sad. You can't show emotion right there. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Your whole face just, like, doesn't move. So I drew them on. See that moving. Oh, I drew them on and, like, uh, fair dinkum, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you, you bunch of pricks. <laughs> um, and how was it? Smooth transition. Lost just like my solid bald head. Yeah. How was it, um, so you fast forward a bit, um, how was it performing with Chloe? So good. And she, I've always loved her so much. I've known her for like six years now, six or seven years now. Um, and I've always looked up to her so much. And whenever I like watch her perform, I just get chills and it's insane. And I'm so happy that they asked me to do that show because, you know, lockdown happened like two weeks later after that. Um, yeah. It's it's unreal. I can't wait to do more shows because it's so cool, like looking down and seeing people like sing your words to you, sing the lyrics and just like have this like big smile on their face while listening to you. It's insane. So that's good. I first become aware with Chloe's music um, on Triple J. I heard it. I heard The Devil You Don't. I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is catchy. And I sort of like, you know, she. I voted in the hottest hundred the last, last couple year. of years. Last year, the year before, was it? I'm not sure. The Devil You Don't come out and then is it 12 Steps and then... Mm-hmm. Like so, and then she did an incredible locker version earlier this year as well. And um, so I've been a fan of her music too. And um, so and 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 it's actually really nice to hear that you're able to not only do what you enjoy doing, but with with friends who absolutely like when you mentioned her, then your face lit up. Like I can still see you like some sort of creep. I'm still frozen. But speaking about herself, it makes me want to cry how much she's supported me through like everything. Like three years ago, we like, I always go to her house of sleepovers. You know, you have those friends where you, you can just hang out with them or you have sleepovers. Yeah. She's a sleepover friend. And I remember going to her house and we went to the beach together and she sat down and we both got like our computers out and she's like, okay, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to go to America. What's the plan? And we like sat down and she just gave me all this help, contacts, like who to message, just gave me this whole release thing. And um, yeah, she's helped me every step of the way and has been so supportive. And, you know, I, I've done her makeup and hair for like her video shoots. And yeah, that, the love I have for that woman is just unreal. And her next song that she's releasing, I wrote on it. 
so oh, awesome released together so awesome great. i'll have to make sure i keep listening to your music and chloe's as well i'll keep an eye for that one um yeah. and speak speaking about your friends um you've also been doing a lot of like youtube content and tiktoking and stuff like that um i was i was just wondering could you tell us about the, the series things that are hard for me <laughs> i watched the tennis one i was in hysterics <laughs> oh, yay oh my gosh that was the funnest series like that whole song hard for me was like the the funnest thing to do and um coming up with the concept for doing things that are hard for me I really wanted to have a series that went around the song just to promote it a little bit more and um my ex who you know wrote in it as well Tom he was like why don't you just do things that are hard for you like be literal like actually just do it and so then I had to like think of all these ideas of things that I'm just not good at so the tennis thing came up. That was so bad. I got thrashed at that. <laughs> the hardest thing was uh, misophonia because I have a terrible, I hate people's eating. It just, it, it, oh my God. What, loud chewers and stuff? So much. Loud chewers, soft chewers, any chewing. <laughs> it's not good. I need to be chewing as well to like make it okay. And then the, did you hear the song prank? No, I didn't get a chance to hear the song prank. Oh, my God. So I wrote a song called Coffee with Seaforth, who wrote Hard For Me With Me. And yep. um, we pranked my label with a terrible song. Like it's, we wrote a bad song and pranked them with it. So that was the best part of the series. So I'll, I'll link that to you after. But you can find it on SoundCloud. <laughs> yep. I, w- I will be um, uh, linking all your socials and the the youtube channel and all that stuff at, at the in the in the bio but yeah i'll get the direct link for that check that out as well it yeah. sounds funny and also um i watched uh the the vlog that you've been doing the making the most of lockdown week you did um yeah. so basically you spend a week of lockdown and you you see yourself catching up with some friends and so and you spoke before about you as a makeup artist so this one particular moment you were doing carla webby's is that how you pronounce the name carla webby weeby weeby Carl, i apologize so you're doing carla's makeup and you she takes a mask off and you're awkwardly looking at her and just ask her like can you like not breathe <laughs> oh, oh, oh i lost it i absolutely lost it <laughs> and then as it's yeah. going on my you're holding are, my friends are used to my very dry humor it's nice <laughs> and that, as you were going on you, you you held up like a like a gut relief like powder i cracked up <laughs> I cracked up at that because I have Crohn's disease and I found the humour in that. <laughs> I literally have thought I've had that for so long. Um, I, but I think I'm just allergic to like dairy and gluten and sugar. So, yeah. I've got some, yeah, that's, uh, it's important to get tested. Like as a, as you know, as someone who I got diagnosed when I was about 20. Yeah, and right. so for about, so for over, because I used to go for beers with friends. And I get sick. I'd be the only one having a shit in a nightclub. Like, That's not normal, bro. I mean, no, it's, I just want to like cut a shape and be an absolute champion. Yeah. But instead I'm nearly cutting my ass cheeks on these ridiculous toilets. And it's like, well, oh what are you God. doing? And it's probably a bit Wait, graphic. how do you get tested for that? So you go to it. I went to a, my GP and then uh-huh. they give you a referral to see a gastroenterologist. Uh-huh. And uh, what they can do is they can do their tests like your celiacs for your gluten, your lactose intolerance for your milks and stuff. And then they did a colonoscopy as well. So camera down the throat and one up the ass. Yeah, it's oh, it was fantastic. And they do one up the ass as well called a gastroscopy. And just as I'm falling asleep, he's like, hey, mate, do you mind if we use the same camera? What? <laughs> what? 
Oh, he was being a smart ass. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. We built up this yeah. mad rapport and um I woke up and because you have to fast as well when they do it. So for a day before they give you this, it's called Pico Prep and it cleanses you. And um oh, no. oh it's it's horrendous. But after that, and they go, okay, they took some uh samples of the bowel biopsies and you have Crohn's disease. It's like, well, awesome. What the hell is that? And uh, yeah. so I didn't mean to get graphic. I turned a, a funny moment into a, oh, Mitchie, okay. what are you doing, champion? <laughs> That's okay. I literally did my first stool cup the other week. Don't ask me about it. I won't. I, I just about, the bloke said as I walked out, I was like, next time you're here, you get a free Sunday. I'm like, you know, I can't have lactose, you dickhead. See you, Mitch. <laughs> oh, that sucks so much. Oh, I, I I was going to ask you, when did you start doing makeup for a living was the next question, but I got sidetracked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I Okay, well, I've been doing makeup since I was doing dancing and musicals and everything because I just loved it. I loved putting stuff on my face and making myself look different. It just started, you know, getting better and better. And so friends were like, can you do my makeup? So I started learning on them. And then as soon as school finished, um, I started just doing that on the Gold Coast and then moved to Sydney. And yeah, it's still been a really good like side job as well. And it's so fun when I get to do my friends for like all their music videos and everything like that. So yeah. That's cool. I am just talking about your vlog as well. Um, Towards the end of it, you're hanging out with your friend Geneva. She seems like an absolute champion. Um, How did you two become mates? I love her. How do we become mates? We met in America and then we met in New York. It sort of just like kept on kept on meeting each other and seeing each other. And she just was like my favorite person just from like the internet, if you know what I mean. Then she moved to Sydney because she's a writer and a music artist. Um, she lived in the UK um, in America for a bit. She moved back to Sydney and she sent me this track um, that was really incredible. And she was like, I think you need to like be on this. And I was like, oh my God, yes, please. So we ended up writing it together and um, it's called Not Saying. <laughs> it's the next one that I'm releasing now. But um, yeah, anyways, since then, we've just become closer and closer and she moved back to um, Geelong and then she moved back to Sydney like just before lockdown or the start of this year and my god I her she's like assisted to me she's the brightest like sunshine in my life I've never met such a positive um inspiring person so you know in your vlog it mentions that you live by yourself and she was your singles mm-hmm. bubbles buddy I I I'm, I'm I can relate to that somewhat because I live by myself and my friend oh, yeah. Alex my friend Alex come around uh oh, a few weeks ago by the time this is recorded and uh we had we were like two little school kids it's like he brought his PlayStation around we had beers it was Dorito Doritos everywhere and oh, I made a oh, I made a, a oh I'm my body's like a giant burrito feeding kid and um we um I made a Snapchat and I, and I was I looked at me. He's like, "Singles bubble buddy friend activate." And I looked at him. He's like, "Nah, whoa, that was that was energetic, <laughs> you dickhead." <laughs> but we had we had a good time and together again. I get to see uh, him and his partner because obviously one person's allowed, of course. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them later this week. Um, and 
I'm going to buy a push bike and I'm going to start doing like because they're into riding in that now. So shout outs to you, Alex and Sarah, and uh, they're getting married next year. And I've been asked to be a groomsman, so I'm very excited. Congrats. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. And I've got another question for you, just in regards to like, you know, your content you're making, your socials. So you, you've got a TikTok as well, and you played Isolate Festival on TikTok. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was that experience? How was it playing on a like a, a social streaming platforms as opposed to a, like a live gig? Um, I think it was a little bit less pressure because I didn't have a full band. I didn't have in ears. Um, didn't have a whole audience and you're literally just like playing to your phone and I had my friends in the room as well so it was all very chill to be honest (laughs) oh that's good that's good do you think do you think um like going forward like I know the world's about to open back up and stuff of course but do you think going forward that's going to be like the more common way that people to be able to see their favorite artists is through oh yeah networks like that Oh my God, of course. TikTok is like the main thing right now. Like you have to upload on there and, you know, try and show yourself and your artistry. It's a free marketing platform. That's the whole thing. I don't know why people, you know, don't hop on it or have only just hopped on it. I still am not good at it. I need to get better at it and figure out how it works. But um, I think people really love, like, like back in the day, I feel like people didn't used to show that much of themselves. They were all quite mysterious and hidden. But now people like... They love when people are open about their life. Like Doja Cat, that's how she became, you know, so loved because she was always on lives showing her personality and doing all this crazy stuff. Well, yeah, we live in a time where, um, you know, everything's accessible by fingertips and, you know, in an age where everyone wants to connect with their their, their favourite artist and it's probably the same from your perspective. You want to be able to connect with some of your fans and by doing so, you know, you get access to that. So there's probably pros and cons. Is, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, do you ever get overwhelmed with, like, just the amount of stuff that you might need to go through, like, or the pressure yeah, yeah. of doing a release or whatever? So that it does go both ways. It's, uh, it's, um, it's so much pressure because my brain doesn't, it doesn't switch off. It doesn't stop. Yeah. I literally had like a little mental breakdown last week and I had to have three days completely off my phone. I didn't message anyone. I blocked everyone's number. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I literally just like allowed myself to just like stop because it was building up too much and my anxiety was just through the roof. We'll talk about like anxiety and stuff shortly, um, but I thought we might switch up to, to today. Like you've got a new song, Arizona, coming out this week. Um, yes. comes out in the 14th so a couple of days time not long everyone and three days. three days how good so the song's themes seemingly now correct me if I'm wrong I'm, I'm by no means musically trained but they seem to delve into two main areas some mm-hmm. one part being like mental mental health related potential problems and then there's this awesome juxtaposition almost a duality duality of like empowerment courage uh same in the film clip you like you see yourself going through like the notions of being upset frustrated happy And then, you know, you've pulled out of the bathroom at the end saying to yourself, I'm calm, I'm calm. Um, So is that what Arizona is about? Like this duology, like that's how seemingly what it comes across as? Am I close to it? (laughs) You're very, I love it. I love hearing people's like own perspective. It's whatever you want to see it as, you know. Um, But I guess like uh, how I tried to write it was I sometimes literally need to be slapped out of my anxiety because it's like my, my way of getting like, tough love you know like I do need a hug but um I did want to create that little juxtaposition where it's like all about my mental health my still anxiety depression bpd um 
but then also like just trying to make yourself better and being like, I can do this. Like just slap me, say that I'm fine, move on. (laughs) (laughs) We all have, we all have different coping strategies. Hey, exactly. Literally everyone has their own thing, but, um, that was just from mine at the time. And, um, you know, coming out of lockdown, like I've always had social anxiety and I, we were coming out of lockdown and I was with all my friends, like in a group and I'd just have to like walk off and have an anxiety attack and cry my eyes out because I was so anxious and I don't know why. Like it just, it's just always been a thing. I'm always like sweating and like just like my heart just goes, it's in my throat, goes so tight. So I really just wanted to write a song about that because I needed to get that out. I've written so much about love and, um, I needed to focus on that because I feel like so many people must go through that. So yeah, I wrote that this song with Cyrusville um, and Rory Adams and Jess Kent. And yeah, it's sort of like a ballroom dance when you listen to it because it's like three, four and I love it. Cyrus made a little anxiety attack at the end of it. So he's a genius. It was, uh, we'll talk about that shortly, but like what resonated with me, well, I'm going to mind if I'm a little bit honest with you here for a sec. Um, so I recently had an anxiety attack, which I've never had one so bad. Like I've never been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder, but a lot of things built up for me. So this one day I just started a new job. I'm not going to say where, but I get there. Um, I get a text message on the Sunday saying there was a COVID positive case. We get there on the Wednesday. Um, the, one of the managers said there's a second positive case. They're yet to determine who it is. So, you know, so so my anxiety levels are raising, right? And then and that plus the nerves of a new job, plus I haven't seen anyone for a long time. Like I, I've been anxious as, as hell. I just, and then I was about to get into a light vehicle and go on like a site familiarization. And then I have to sit in a light vehicle with three people I don't know. How, how do I know someone isn't positive, right? All this is going on. Then I go into full panic attack mode. I, I'm clammy. I can't. My chest tightened up. And I never experienced anything like it. So as you just said, like, why are these things happening to me? And at the time, I didn't realize that that, that build up was the reason for it. And um, they sent me home, which, you know, fair enough, showing a show cause notice a few weeks later saying that since I didn't mention it on the pre-medical or admit that I'll to the nerves and stuff um so you know places should who cares if you like even if you didn't have it before and you started having anxiety they should support that like mental health is so important so that's what I thought and that's uh as I make you feel comfortable like say like I'm so sorry that you felt like that you know we can do whatever like we are here for you if you need some support here is this phone number like it makes you instantly feel better instead of like sacking you going to the next job and then getting anxiety like what to do that well that's yeah well yeah you're right and i think it needs to be said because it's important to realize these things and instead of like instead of like, they told the union because i went to the union of course and they said oh we'll sit down and they're under the we're under the impression we were going to come up with a way so i could successfully get back into work and instead they've given me a show cause notice and so i've had the going through the and um but when it was it was good to sort of when i was like doing some research into you and stuff like that i was like well this song has been relatable to me so it's been on regular rotation and i found and i found some solace in it and i'm talking to a counselor now and getting back to myself but i just it's coming at a good time like this interview is has been really good so it's I, i commend you for being so honest with your art here today and i think there's a strength to that and it should be respected i feel thank you you're welcome i feel like also like it's so good for you to admit that as well because i feel like toxic masculinity is a huge thing as well and guys aren't normally talking about their feelings 
So for you to be, you know, confident enough to like say that and come out about that, sick. <laughs> it's great. Like it's one step forward to like being better and getting help and making yourself happy. Yeah, you know, I thank you. You're right though. Like so every so I've spoken to yourself, Haley Mary, Greta Ray, and as every art, every creative person I've spoken to who is chasing their dreams, one of the common consensus is is that life is short. And if you have a dream, you go after it, you know, if you want to yeah. take the chance of being a recording artist and coming up successful, then it was all worth it, you know, like, um, so I, you know, I, I've, I've delved into it too much. I'm, I apologize. No. Oh my God. Do not apologize. We're here. We're having a chat. Oh shit. Yeah. The toe ball. <laughs> so. Just some banter. Oh, yeesh. honestly, it's probably good that my camera has frozen. Because the amount of memory it would take up to encapsulate this head moving continuously. My computer probably wouldn't have enough for it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh dear, that was a bad. That was a dad joke. So, <laughs> so after you, as this song is coming out, can you tell us a little bit about the writing process? Like, how was it sort of for you this time round, delving into an issue that's so close to your heart, or like a, an area that's so, it makes you could potentially make you feel vulnerable? I guess yeah, is a better way I mean- to put it. I have always believed in being vulnerable in music. I think that's like the one main thing that you should do is just completely like tell your story. Um, and I've been about, you know, my past experiences with depression before and everything like that. So I've luckily been able to get that off my chest. I haven't released any of that music yet, obviously. This is my second song. So that's probably going to come way later. Um, yep. But luckily, because I've, you know, I've written about depression a bit that social anxiety was a little bit of a lighter situation to talk about but also the people that I wrote it with were some of my like are some of my closest friends so that all came very easily as well because you know they all suffer with social anxiety and just anxiety as well um yeah it was a really nice and easy day that writing day it was yeah so kind of like this makes me feel very comfortable that's cool and kind of like sort of like a burden to be lifted off your shoulders, like putting it pen to pad, coming up with it, singing it, pressing yourself, and then... Yeah, there's like a beauty in it because it's like the whole experience is so traumatic, having an anxiety attack and being able to write about it and then having an art that you're proud of. It's like a beautiful creation of darkness, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So it just makes you see the beauty in, in everything. And a sense of achievement. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. So how was it... How was it recording the song? Um, so you've traveled, did you travel to Nashville to record this or was it like done here or how was the process? That was done here. So we worked on the first day of it last year um, and we wrote the bulk of the song except for the anxiety attack part. I always wanted to have an anxiety attack in the song um, and really stemmed off like Charlie XCX's song called Gone. Um, really loved how the end of the song just like switched up because, you know, most of uh, Arizona is very like fairyland like it's like ah, like it's just all vocals um so yeah at the end of it i wanted the anxiety attack so the next day cyrus and i were going to have another session i was like let's make that and the next day he texted me he was like i think i made something but you know just tell me if you don't like it just tell me what you think mm. and i walked in and he played the anxiety attack bit and i was just like crying <laughs> i just i always cry when things are just good or just exactly how i wanted it in my mind um, so then, yeah, 
I it kept like that, and then um, fast forward to this year, we were gonna release another song, and then my team came across let's release that one. Like this one's great, and so then I think I re-recorded like a couple vocals. We got Robbie Desar to mix it and add a bit more of um, extra production. Yeah, the whole process was um, it was quite easy for this song, which is you know hard for me. I we mixed it with three different mixes. And we ended up going back to the demo. <laughs> it's, all, it's all trial and error there, right? You know? Literally. Like, who releases the demo? So, yeah, whole time was a was a bit easier, and I'm really proud of this song. That's cool. I um, well, a couple of questions follow up with that. Where does Arizona of all places, like, where does the name come from, and what is it about Arizona that sort of... No one's asked me that yet, which is really cool. Sweet. Um, here we get the inside scoop here on Life's Admitted. <laughs> thank the Lord. So I really wanted to talk about um, how hot I get when I get anxiety because I heat up in my face, I sweat, everything gets like so unbelievably hot and it just reminded me of like Arizona for some reason. Um, So we just wrote that word in and made it work because Arizona is an amazing visual. It's like a desert, there's cactuses, also, Bella from Twilight grew up there and <laughs> she has major anxiety. The whole okay. thing just kind of like came together. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to I didn't mean to laugh at your reference. I just wasn't expecting to hear a Twilight drop just I'm there. Obsessed with Twilight. So it all just <laughs> kind of came together with the word Arizona. <laughs> it's catchy as Arizona. Did you <laughs> Okay, the most serious question of the day. Team Jacob, Team Edward, which one do you want? Oh, my God. I've never been able to make an answer for this. I've never. I'd... I don't think I can. But I've always wanted to be a vampire instead of a werewolf, so I would probably have to go with Edward. That's good. I would say <laughs> I would say Team Edward because me with too many beers, I turn into a bit of an animal. <laughs> the last thing I need is to be surrounded by more. <laughs> but, I mean, Jacob's personality is, like, funner. I don't, I don't know. There's just, there's such good positives in both. So I, I am um, Switzerland. <laughs> okay. I am. Um, I can't believe that a 31 year old straight male has just asked a recording what artist. Team are you? What team are you? I am. Um, I've dreamt of that for my whole life being asked that question. I haven't. I certainly haven't dreamt of asking it. I can assure you, but we're getting it done. Um, so, okay. You sort of touched on it, but when you release a song or content, whether it be a video from an artist's perspective, what goes through your head? Like, are you, are you going, okay, I want to put this message out and I hope people resonate with it. Or so like what, what happens when you release a bit of content? What, what goes through an artist's mind? Do you mean like a song? A song or a, like a video or a TikTok or something like that? Or does it sort of change God. from thing to thing? Say, well, say a song. Say a song because m- more song. time goes into it. <laughs> yes. For a song, honestly, I just go in and I write about whatever I'm feeling at that moment. Um, and it just right now it's like put your best foot forward each time, each time you have a release. Like I don't really believe in like saving good songs. Like you just want to put the strongest thing out. So um, whatever story goes along with it, I think is going to be really strong as well because they're all personal experiences and I can really talk about each one of them. Yeah. So, yeah, this one happens to be about anxiety and it's, you know, it's coming out in the most in the best time because everyone's about to get social anxiety going back out again like the world is opening up and yeah 
It's like all you see. Sound for me. You know, you go back even 10 years, you see a kid with a snotty nose. You wouldn't think anything of it today. It's like, oh, someone sneezes, <gasps> get tested or whatever it might like. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, so the video for Arizona was directed by Kyle Colfield. Yes. Who has also worked with like Greta Ray, York, Kingswood, just for any listeners out there who are interested. Um, so how was it working with him, um, bringing this creation to life and putting some visuals behind it? Um, Incredible. Yeah. It's literally the best, calmest human. I'm such, I'm actually quite calm on this call, but I'm normally very just erratic. Everything is chaotic, crazy, and um, every single thing that I've like thrown at him, he's just been like, yeah, oh my God, of course, easy. I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> little ray of sunshine well that's 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 so much better it's also nice to hear that you're calm and having a good time because that's the bitchy with mitchy i think it it helps <laughs> yeah 100%. <laughs> um no but this music video i i always wanted it to be some sort of some sort of hotel party that's in the middle of like arizona slash there's a couple easter eggs in there for a song that i'm releasing Ooh. um i don't know whether to tell you them or whether to wait let the, let the punters let the punters try and come to you and have have yeah. a bit of a laugh with it. We can wait. Um, but yeah. Anyways, I always wanted to have like a hotel scene, and then for some reason, I wanted to like walk through that party, get in the bathroom because everything was like too intense, and have like the anxiety attack because that's what has happened to me so many times. I have to push myself away from the parties and have an anxiety attack. I had the visual of like getting in like an ice bath with like all the beer cans and everything, and just throwing my head under and just drowning out all the noise trying to get rid of like all the anxiety and then trying to escape yeah try to escape and be pulled out of it so um yeah we started it off in a dry cleaner and a normal job and all these like little things happen to like just build up that anxiety throughout the day like my phone dying me having to stay at work the day going so slow yeah getting in my car my car breaks down that I'm having to like run to this party, take my heels off because they're annoying me, get to this party and everyone like everyone's left. No one's there. So then have that anxiety attack because it just like builds up too much. It's too much stress. Yeah, okay. And then sunk, sink my head under. And then um, at the end of it, you see that all my friends have suddenly appeared. So that's supposed to be that, you know, my friends were there the entire time. But because I was so in my head about it, I was just like having an anxiety attack. Okay. Well, I- as I watched it, you could it sort of it, it does keep it, it. actually mirrors the lyrics of the song very well because, as you said, it starts off at, at the job and you see a text from your friend and then see so you're anxious and you're looking at the clock, you're anxious again, and then you see that that duality come through. You're excited to be heading out. You you get keen. You get in your, your truck and you breaks down like another another setback. You get to the party. It's like oh, so you go through that like that high, that low, that you know, and everything in the middle. And in the three minutes, say, what the song goes for, it captures it and tells quite a powerful visual story. So I would encourage anyone, when you can, when it comes out, to look at it because you will see just the like how well this is this is written and how well it's been, been put together. So I commend everyone involved, and I think you should be very proud of it because it tells a, a really powerful story. Thank you. Yeah, That's the okay. whole team. Kyle really had some amazing ideas, and he really worked his butt off. Like my whole team really did. And um, yeah, it's, I'm very, very proud of it. And, you know, the message that it shows and need to speak up. And yeah, I also, 
Um, I have a fundraiser with Beyond Blue that I'm starting. And yeah, nice. If you want to go donate, any any amount counts. So we're trying to get it to five hundred dollars. Um, and we're like, well, I'm going to make a donation. I'll I'll include a link to that as well. I'll donate some. I actually rang Beyond Blue a few weeks ago, just after this incident when I was panicking, and they wow. helped me. And you know, I've worked with. Uh, so I interviewed Mark Fennell. He did a series for Beyond Blue as well. And um, so even people across many industries, they support this great organization. So please, if you can, one, five, ten, twenty dollars, whatever it might be, Beyond Blue are, are awesome. And I can say that from like my heart. I've used them as well. So yeah, um, the people who work there on the helplines who are like that for you are so amazing to talk to. Yep. So yeah, I'll definitely I'll get a link at the bio as well. And when I do a, an Insta post, I'll include a link there too. Oh. So, and good on you for, for trying to make a bit of change and do some good in the world. There needs to be more of that, I think. Yeah, man, when I start earning more money, that's like all I want to really dedicate it to. So yeah, nice. um, whatever I can do for now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, well, these times are ridiculous, you know. So, you know, people can or when they can as well. Um, so start to wrap things up there shortly, but just moving forward, you've spoken a bit about some songs coming out. What else looks like it's coming up in the next 12 months for you so far? Man, it shows. Um, I have another release coming out after this and then an EP. So I'm just going to be writing and recording and getting that EP ready. Yep. Um, I'm planning to go to America at some point next year. So I'm so excited for that. Um, just because I really want to, you know, go back there. I haven't been there for so long yep. and see my friends. So, you know, I, oh my God, I'm so excited to get out of lockdown. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, I am um, doing this podcast. I made a heap of friends around the world and mm. really made some really good friends in Hawaii. And they're like, wow. you can come and stay with us. You come and stay with us, Mitch. Um, oh. So I want to do that. And I've made friends with like, because my favorite show is Scrubs. And mm-hmm. um, I went on a, I went on the TV show Mastermind or a Scrubs onesie, went viral, half a million views. That's when they invited me on. And then I did an episode with the um, head production coordinator, Jared Weissfilner, and I want to see him too. And then I've just also speaking to one of the crew on from Ted Lasso as well in a few weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. Who? Uh, one of the one of the producers, Kip. He, uh, he's, he's been very, very uh, generous and he's going to get back to me when he can. So if anyone wants to know what it's like to work on the crew of one of the funniest shows on the planet. And of course, you know. Ted Lasso. And of course, you know, uh, the same creator as Scrubs created Ted Lasso. So watch watch this space, folks. But then, so just coming up for you as well, is there anything that you'd like to say to close out on to any of your fans or? Um, I think I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited for them to, you know, have a listen to my new music and watch this music video. And um, if you're going through a hard time, just, you just got to keep going. Like, yeah, that's the only way to really go about it. There's no point putting, you know, your family and friends through anything silly go get help go talk to a psychologist or a therapist there's so much help available if you're going through a hard time so yeah i hope my music can help brighten your day somehow i can honestly say that it will because as you said it's relatable and hearing you doing work with beyond blue is just just means the world to me um and as a sufferer of anxiety and um seemingly had my first ever panic attack i didn't know what to do and how relieving they were and so yeah, going forward, I'll include all the links to bios uh, in the bio. I'll include links to socials, YouTube channel, 
the Beyond Blue link and everything else as well. So just wanted to say, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I've had a great chat today and I'll be spinning your one of your songs on my radio show later. I, I just do a little community radio show here in Cessnock. Oh, and, yes. And um, honestly, it's the demographics generally older. Cannot, and you get like requests come through all the time. So 96.5 2CHR will be playing these on the airways a little bit later but honestly thank you so much today um thank you so much for having me this charlie you're an absolute ever. you're an absolute champion oh, oh if you can see my head moving i just <laughs> i just honestly I, I this is why i do it i do this because you get to speak to awesome people like yourself and it just means the world so thank you so much oh thank you for having me <laughs> and uh guys i'll catch you all on the next one bye for now bye guys